Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 33 of the Property Magic Podcast. And this episode is all about rent to rent. And I'm gonna teach you exactly what is rent to rent and how can you use it. We're gonna bust some of the myths around rent to rent. I'm gonna talk about the advantages and disadvantages of this strategy and also help you understand how you can potentially identify and find rent to rent deals and why on earth would a landlord agree to it. But before we start, I do wanna be really open and say that this is a strategy which I don't personally do. In fact, I think it's the only strategy which I teach which I've not personally done myself. And I'll explain why later in this podcast. But I can say that many of my students have been very successful in implementing this and it's been one of the fastest ways for people to replace their income. So what is rent to rent? Well, basically, you find a property owner who has got a property that, for whatever reason, they don't really want to rent it out themselves. They can't be bothered, they don't want the hassle, whatever it might be. And then you rent it from them, and then you let it out in a different way. So, for example, they might have it as a single let, you might rent it out by room by room as an HMO, or you might rent it out short term as serviced accommodation. Now, the reason the landlords like this is because you provide them a guaranteed rental income. So there are no voids at all. They get the same rent every single month. And often you take care of all the bills and look after the property for them. And typically you have a contract of maybe three to five years time. Now, you might think that this is a new strategy. And in fact, for most property investors, it's about the last 10 years that most people have been talking about rent to rent. However, it's actually been done for many, many years before that. Let me give you an example. So one of my favorite hobbies is skiing. I try to go at least two to three times a year, and very often it's on trips with other property investors, which is just really good fun. And we normally go to a fully catered chalet, which has you know gourmet cuisine, fantastic wines, they drop you off the ski lifts. It's absolutely amazing. And the interesting thing is, the companies that run these ski chalets, they don't actually own the chalets. What they will do, they'll go to the property owner, they'll rent it for the entire season, which is typically about 20 weeks, and they'll give the owner a guaranteed rental income. Then it's the holiday company's job to sell the chalet and sell the rooms on a week by week basis. And they put on the the chalet staff and the chef and all the transport and everything. They make it easy for people to come and have a fantastic skiing holiday. And they charge them a high rent for that. And they make a profit. The difference between what they pay the owner of the property and what they can rent the property out for, less obviously all the expenses. So this has been happening for many, many years. And if you've been skiing or snowboarding and you've stayed in one of these kind of chalets, you'll know exactly what I mean. Now here in the UK, many property investors use this. And obviously rather than doing ski chalets, they rent out HMOs and serviced accommodation. Now some of the reasons why this is such a powerful strategy include the fact that, well, it's a very low investment. 
investment. You're not actually buying the property, you're renting it from someone else, then using some specialist knowledge, putting in some time and effort, renting it in a different way to hopefully get more income coming in. And it's a great way for you to test the market. Let's say you decide you wanna do HMOs. Well, an HMO might be quite a big capital investment, needs lots of work doing to it, what if you decide actually after all of that you don't like HMOs? Instead, you could find a landlord that's got an HMO and maybe they're struggling to rent it out themselves because maybe they're a distant landlord. And because you're local, you can do that properly. You can maximize the rental income. And so you can pay the landlord a rent that they're happy with, but still rent it out for more and make a margin. They're really easy to set up. Once you understand how to do this and you've found a landlord who's prepared to give you the keys, some of our clients have literally turned a property around in as much as a weekend. They get the keys on a Friday afternoon. They do the work over the weekend. Monday, it's ready to go to rent out to people. And you can get a fantastic return on investment. There is some money required. For example, you need to make sure you do contracts properly through solicitors. You might need to put a bit of new furniture in, a lick of paint. Sometimes property is ready to go, but very often you need to do a little bit of work. So they might require five, 10,000 pounds. But a rule of thumb I have here is that whatever you have to put into the property, you wanna make sure you get that back in profit within the first year. So in other words, you should get at least a 100% return on investment. Otherwise, I think you're putting too much money into the property. The other thing is, it's a great way for you to build up track record and credibility. Particularly if you're new to investing and you haven't got much money and you want other people to lend you money, well, no one's gonna lend you money for your first deal. They're not gonna lend you money if you don't know what you're doing. So in fact, by getting a couple of rent to rents, you can demonstrate you know how to manage property, prove you can make profit, you can show some investors around those properties, you can be honest, say, look, I don't own this, but I'm managing it, here's how much money I'm making, but but rather than managing someone else's property, I'd like to be doing this myself. And so it's a really good way to, to prove yourself and get some credibility. Now, of course, there are some disadvantages. Um, the biggest one for me, and the reason I don't do this, is that you don't benefit from long-term capital growth. Cash flow is fantastic, obviously, but this is a property you're gonna give back to the owner in three to five years time, and hopefully over time the value goes up, you don't get any benefit from that. And also, the income stream is only gonna last for as long as you have it, three to five years, and the biggest thing for me is this is not a passive income. This is not something you can take on and then give to a letting agent to do for you. Because if that were the case, the landlord surely would have done that themselves. The reality is this is something you're gonna be actively managing, putting time and effort into, but then that's why you get rewarded by making this money. And if you have an empty room or two in say an HMO you're doing as a rent to rent, it's very easy to wipe out your profits. So for me, you know, I don't get the capital growth, um, it's just not worth my time, you know, the amount of money I could earn doing it. I can make more money doing other things. So I don't personally use this strategy, but that doesn't mean that that should be the case for you. So you might think, well, hang on a minute, why on earth would a landlord agree to do this? You might think they must have to be pretty desperate to be able to give away their property and let someone else rent it out to make more money. Well, Actually, that might be the case, but it's not always the case. It may surprise you to learn that one of my properties I've given to someone on a rent-to-rent -rent basis. So let me explain a little bit about that and, and why I've done that.
So it's a property I own up in Wakefield. It was a property I bought back in, I think about 2007. It was a no money down deal at the time. It was a motivated seller. I used creative finance to put none of my money in. And at the time, the tenant wanted to stay in the property and they were able to do that at that time. Um, that's called selling ramp back. You can't do it anymore. Now, after several years, that tenant eventually moved on and I was left with this property. And if I'm perfectly honest, this is one of those properties that Knowing what I knew at the time, it seemed like a good deal. You know, a no money down deal, tenant in there from day one, no money re required to refurb, brilliant. But with hindsight, you know, you start to realize that you don't know what you don't know. And if I had my choice again, I wouldn't buy this property. The reason is I didn't do enough research. So this property is on an ex-council estate, nothing wrong with that, but it's just not a great location. There's no big supermarkets close to it. It's not really close to public transport. You've really got to have a car to be able to get around. Um, and it, it's a very average estate. And so um, I had given it to a local letting agent. I don't manage properties myself. and. Unfortunately, I didn't know any letting agents up there, so I've worked through several. None of them have been very good. They didn't really know what they were doing. They didn't vet the tenants properly. Um, they put some bad tenants into the property who weren't paying the rent. And eventually, um, I got one tenant. Uh, unfortunately, she was a single mother who was addicted to drugs. And rather than paying her benefit money to me for rent, she would decide to spend it on drugs instead. So we eventually had to evict her. And mysteriously, about five days after we evicted this lady from my property, it burnt down. It wasn't an accident. I got a call late tonight from the fire brigade. It was a case of arson started in three places. Now, I'm sure it's a complete coincidence, nothing to do with this bad tenants, but the reality is this house was a wreck. It cost £30,000 to pay for the refurb. Now, luckily, I've got very good insurance and everything was covered on insurance. And... The point is that emotionally, I wasn't very happy with this property. It had been a hassle. I regretted buying it. I still didn't have a good letting agent in the area. And the guy who was project managing the refurb for me said, hey, Simon, did you know the local council are looking to take properties on where they can rent them out and they can put people on an emergency basis. It's far cheaper than putting it into a hostel, so it saves the council money and they'll give you the full market rent. They'll look after the property, they'll do the maintenance. When they give it back to you, they give it back to you in the same condition that you gave it to them. And by the way, it looked amazing because it had just been refurbed, just 30,000 pound refurb. Um, and you've got no letting agents. So I thought that sounds pretty good. We spoke to the council, we tied up a contract. So I've given one of my contract, one of my properties on a rent to rent basis to that particular council. Um, and I'm not a motivated landlord. I'm really happy on my other properties. Just this one, I'd kind of fallen out of love with it. So some of the reasons that people might give you their properties is maybe they are tired or retiring landlords. You know, maybe they're managing themselves and they just don't want to do it anymore and they're prepared to make less money because someone else like you is gonna take on the management responsibility. Maybe they've had bad tenants or bad letting agents like me, and they're just not close enough to manage it themselves. Um, often people want certainty, and they love this reassurance of this guaranteed rent. Think about it, as a landlord, 
One of the big challenges is if you have a void period where there's no one paying rent or if you had bad tenants, where if someone says to you, look, I can take that pain away and I can pay you every single month guaranteed, well, that's quite an attractive thing for most landlords. Um, or maybe someone actually wants to sell the property, but they're not prepared to grant you a purchase lease option. So they want the long-term capital growth and they're happy to rent it to you in the meantime until they can sell it in a few years time down the line. So there are all these reasons why a landlord might agree to do a rent to rent. So how do you actually find these things? Well, I still maintain one of the very best ways to find deals is by sending letters direct to landlords. Uh, I've gone into it in detail in one of the other episodes of this podcast. You might want to look back and go through that. It's a really great strategy. Basically, you get the details from local council of all the HMO registered landlords. You send them a letter. Now, important, you don't just say, I'd like to rent your property. You say, I'm interested in either buying or renting property. Can we talk? And it's all about getting to, to contact you and talk. Now, the particular property they've sent you, you've sent them a letter about, they may or may not be interested in doing something with that one. So whenever you speak to any property owner, you always ask them the question, have you got any other properties? And they might have other properties which you could do deals with. Um, many of my students have used this approach. They found a landlord. The landlord's given them one property to see how it goes. That's worked out really well. They've often given them a lot more properties. So the great thing about writing to landlords, often they own multiple properties and one good landlord could give you more than enough properties to replace your income. The next thing you can do is you can look for landlords who are obviously managing the property themselves. How do you find them? Well, look for landlords who are advertising their properties or rooms in their properties. So you can go to Gumtree, Spare Room, newspapers, and you reach out to those people and say, hey, I'm interested in renting your property. And when they come back to you, you can explain what you're doing. Um, Networking is another great way, going to networking meetings. You might meet landlords there who are just a bit fed up with their property. Um, also word of mouth, telling everyone what you do because other people will know landlords who want to get rid of their properties. And then finally, you could put adverts in newspapers or even speak to letting agents. Now, you might think that in a way we're competing with letting agents. And in a way, yes, we are because we're offering this kind of to take on the property and manage it for them. However, most letting agents don't offer a guaranteed rent. If there's no tenant in the property, well, the landlord's making no money and the letting agent's making no low, low money either. And so you could go to letting agents and if they've got properties that have been on their books for a long time and they're struggling to rent out, you can say to the letting agent, well, look, you know, if you don't rent that property out for your landlord, there's a pretty good chance they might get frustrated and decide to take it to another letting agent. So instead of losing this property, how about we do a deal where I'm going to rent it through you and you can pretty much give the, the letting agents sometimes their full fee that they would normally get. So they're not losing out. But in fact, they're keeping their client happy because they found a tenant, i.e. you, for their property. Now, many letting agents don't really understand this and they think, well, this sounds like subletting. And obviously you're not supposed to do subletting. And so really the contracts you have are very important. Uh, you can either have a management contract where effectively you are like a letting agency, or you can have a commercial agreement where you are the head leasee and you can issue leases under. So you've got to learn how to do this properly. And as I said, objection you might get from letting agents, well, that sounds like subletting. Now, rather than trying to argue with a letting agent and, and try and convince them, 
criticism. Just say, no, you're right. Subletting wouldn't be correct, but I'm a bit like you. And so, again, if you find just one good letting agent, they can give you more than enough properties to give you everything you need. So that's a great way to find these. Now, I've got a lot to share about this particular strategy. So I'm gonna break this particular topic into two podcasts. So today was a bit of the introduction. In the next episode, I'm gonna explain about exactly how much money you should be making from doing rent to rent, and also how to work out what you can actually afford to pay the landlord. There's no point taking on the property if you're not gonna make enough profit from it. And also there's no point taking on a property that the landlord's struggling to rent that you will also struggle to rent. For example, if there's a big electric pylon in the garden and maybe people don't wanna live close to electric pylons, well, you're gonna have the same problem as that landlord. So you've gotta be really careful which properties you take on. And also I'm gonna share with you, you know, what can you say to the landlord to get them to want to give you their property and how can you negotiate to come up with an ethical win-win deal. So in the meantime, one of my students has become very successful at this particular strategy is a lady called Jackie Edwards. Um, not only has she been really successful, she's actually written a couple of books on the topic. She does training on it. And I've agreed to get her to give you some of her training completely free. So if you're interested in rent to rent you can go to this website and check out Jackie's free training. So it's www.renttorentcourse.co.uk. That's www.renttorentcourse.co.uk. There's actually a link in the show notes where you'll be able to go through and access that training. So I do hope you've gained value from this podcast today. And if you have, it'd be fantastic if you can go and give me a five-star review and put a comment about what you liked about it so that other people can find the podcast and hopefully they can benefit as well. Or tell your family and friends, anyone's interested in property, tell them about the podcast, please. So until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media and I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.